Guru Nation, thank you so much for listening to another episode of Random Musings from the Clinical Trials Guru. It really means a lot to me. If you haven't subscribed, please do so. Thank you so much. Leave a review. I wanted to also thank my sponsors who make this show possible. The first one is Viva Sight Vault. Absolutely free. By the way, links to all of this stuff is in the show notes. Viva Sight Vault. If you are a site and you wanted to dip your toe into going digital and for e-reg and to start messing around with e-signatures, this is the way to go. They are the biggest name in our industry from a tech vendor standpoint. They're site-centric. They make this easy for us, guys and gals. And it's absolutely free. Sites.viva.com. Check it out. I use it. I also use Versatrail, which is my next sponsor. Versatrail has made my life so easy as a coordinator from an organization standpoint. Links to all these portals are in one easy place. You can literally link to anything you can think of, whether it's a protocol or it's the latest informed consent form or it's the IRT or it's the vendor to upload this or the other vendor to upload that. It's all there in one easy place. Not to mention, they do a lot on the feasibility side, which makes feasibility surveys a breeze. Check it out. This is a company that is going places. Versatrail. My next sponsor is Creo. I've been using Creo for years. They are eSource and eReg and CTMS and patient database and eConsent and so many more other things. And while they are not free, I definitely think it is worth the price for what you are getting. It has streamlined my research studies and my site, and I got all my coordinators trained on it, and I could not picture running my site without Creo. So check it out. Link in the show note. Finally, Inato, a free service for business development. Go figure. Link in the show note. It makes figuring out what studies you want easier. It makes figuring out what you're going to get if you accept the study super simple. And it really streamlines the process for knowing what's out there on the market. You can use it for as many investigators as you have. And again, it's absolutely free in Nato. Also in the show notes are links to the businesses I own, specifically DSCS, where we help sites get studies, do their contracts, help you with surveys, anything else you can think of, a shoulder to cry on, low monthly fee. And then we have the CRA, CRC Academies, and everything live 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 and we're live guys happy monday morning wherever you may be watching listening well if you're listening you're listening to this in the future which is really cool because you mm-hmm. just time traveled right we're recording this live august 7th 8 18 a.m pacific standard time 10 18 a.m central standard time where dr fox the man of many nicknames I'm getting more, many memes. Getting more as we speak. Surprisingly, none of your nicknames have anything to do with memes. They're all like Fox. No. Plays on Fox. That's Little meme, meme Fox. <laughs> Little Baby meme Fox. Fox. We got yeah. meme Fox. Now we got crystal clear Fox. Yeah. So thank goodness. This is really a continuation of the last SOS live stream. And if you're watching this, it's also being rebroadcasted live right now. 
on SOS, save our sites, um, LinkedIn. So I'm going to put the banner underneath. But this is basically, I had this in my back pocket for a while. And I was going to go solo, but I thought, you know what? It's basically a part two of our live stream on Friday that we Mm -hmm. did with SOS. So why not just do it again? At least have Dr. Fox on, you know, it was like last minute just scrambling and dr fox actually had a podcast cancellation i had one too so we're in the same boat we're ready to go man Mm -hmm. but it's site solutions and there's four key things that i want to discuss right so believe it or not unless fox brings it up we're not going to talk about money in this one nope nope i I mean money's the theme money's like the foundation of it all but this relates cause, to money. But... Yeah, we'll try. We'll try. But so this I really want to focus on for career seekers too. There's a lot of job seekers out there, especially international medical graduates. Dr. Fox, you have no idea, man. People reach out like IMGs. These are doctors from Mexico, Colombia, the UK, all over the world, man. They want to move to either the US or Canada. Mm-hmm. And they want to do research. Yep, I'm getting them. I'm getting them a getting lot too, on LinkedIn. Right? Yep, it's and a lot of times it's someone will add you as to their network, and then the very first thing they say is, "Give me a job." I'm and this so person. I'm looking for a job. Look at the comments. Okay, I'm an mm-hmm. RN, BSN. I want to learn this trade. I have Good. an MPH, and I want to learn. This episode's for you. I know it says site solutions, but if you think about it, okay. If the site, let's be logical for a second. If the site is the gateway to this industry for most careers, which I think it is, I think you should go to the site level. Like Maria Wallace, Arthur, small site near you. Yeah, Mesrec, Tafera, similar last name to mine. I have MHAs and Wendler. Small site in your area for you. You have to learn, look, all right, I can't read I can't read Arabic, but like this, I want to learn this. So mm-hmm. everywhere, box. I'm glad these comments coming through right now. I know. So my question is to each of those who just said that, what do you want to learn? What's top of mind for you? And we'll keep talking, but type this out because that's what we'll talk about. We're here because we really want to help. What do you want to learn? Maybe you don't so, know what you need to learn. So we'll just start start talking. That's what it is. They don't know, but the curiosity is enough. So he, we're here to tell you guys. Maybe Fox has different advice. I don't know. The small site is the way to go. It's your gateway point, all right? If you want to be medical monitor, if you want to be CRA, if you want to be project manager, if you want to be study director, if you want to be medical writer, I don't care what you're trying to do. I think the small site offers you the most versatility in your career outcomes. And so now we're going to talk about the four things site need. Because if you approach site with these things in your back pocket, or you figure out one of these that's like your niche, all right, that's that's why that the sites are going to say yes to you when you go approach them. Mm-hmm. But if you go and just say, hey, I want to learn research, like, can I work here? Chances are, like to me as a site owner, to Dr. Fox as a site owner, that sounds like a work for us. That doesn't sound like, oh, awesome. Like, we probably think you're amazing. But 
before we get to that amazing, it sounds like an amazing amount of work for us. <laughs> so that's my thoughts on this. Fox, what do you think, man? The comments are coming through. I agree completely. And I'm seeing a lot of these uh, to learn how to run a site. Uh, before you learn to run, you got to learn to walk. So we can start talking about that if you're, you know, first starting. But it's the same thing. If someone comes up to me and says, hey, I want to learn research. How do I do it? There's a lot of that. I mean, you have to have that right small site who is willing to bring you on. Because, I mean, they're going to have to invest money, training, dollars into you. And odds are you're coming in and then you're going to end up going out. You're not going to stay at the site. All right. Check this out. This is why I get this a lot. Interesting. I have not found small sites in my area, Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Let me live Google. Fox, feel free to say something. I'm going to look it. it up right now. Dan's going to look it up. And the one thing I could say is if that's the case, maybe it's up to you to change it because you've just identified a significant unmet need in your community. But my guess is there's going to be something. Odds are you've got to find some. Actually, Lancaster, PA, I know sites in Lancaster and they're <laughs> okay, not hospitals. So we don't need to Google. <laughs> so the, the issue is that we just Google and we look at the first page, all right? And mm -hmm. the small sites cannot afford SEO or they just mm -hmm. they don't organically get the SEO to land them on the first page. So what you get are you're right. I'm seeing big institutions. But if we keep going down the rabbit hole, because the rabbit hole goes deep, okay? Mm -hmm. Like Google search result won't end. And by the way, Google stopped doing page results. It's just, it's just infinite scroll now, which is kind of mm -hmm. cool. They used to have like page two, page three. Look, clinical research coordinator, Malvern, Pennsylvania. This is posted on a... So that I'm assuming it's close by. Okay. Uh, the judge group. This is a, a recruiter company. Uh, Quest Diagnostics. Career. Let's see here. If I go down here, I'm going to find. And I don't even know where Lancaster, Pennsylvania is. Do you? Uh, I'm not good at my geography there. I just know that there's one of the addresses for my site networks there. Lancaster, Pennsylvania. Lancaster Ketamine Institute. Hmm. This one looks small. They look like they do psychedelic type studies. Studies. It's it's this is outside of Philadelphia. So there mm -hmm. are plenty of small sites around that area. Yeah. Right? Especially yeah, that pharma corridor, man. But, I mean, you're talking pharma corridor. And let's go, let me go one more thing, okay, because this is like practical advice for people. So Google, maybe Google's not that clean, okay? I'm going to LinkedIn. I'm doing Lancaster, Pennsylvania clinical research. And I'm going to just put in the search results and see what I get. And I'm going to find, I'm going to try to find companies, okay? Companies, Lancaster, Pennsylvania clinical research uh, let's go all just to like so i see people from there i see amy mm -hmm. longenecker we're not connected i see another guy we're not connected i see jobs posted the same job i found on google the judge group mm -hmm. i'm seeing a new join our growing team a practice link okay i'm seeing posts from people in Lancaster, Pennsylvania, 
I'm seeing job opportunities being posted by individuals. I'm seeing, let's keep going down. Okay, let's go, let's click jobs. Uh, Hershey, Pennsylvania, there's mm -hmm. a site. So, there's... I mean, to the, to the Pete, the one in the person in Lancaster, man, it literally took a Google search and a little bit of, of investigation, but there's opportunities. They're there. You just got to yeah. look and you got to know where to look and what different places to look. Just expand your searches. Uh, yeah. And I see a lot of Penn state too. So I, I see what they're yeah. saying, but there are just plenty the of not. Yeah. Here's one health. Uh, what is this company? Hershey. Oh man. Sounds are young. you watching? Are you looking at these comments, Dan? There's all no, kinds no, of questions. No, I'm looking for there. jobs. I'm trying to help this person find a job. Let me <laughs> point out if, 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 if you're there, in Lancaster, if you're a site in Lancaster right now, uh, reach out. There's someone, there's someone looking for jobs. Maybe try to do some more LinkedIn posts. Go out there. If you're looking for help, there's people out there looking for work. Okay, here's the LinkedIn user. I've worked in the hospital, but definitely prefer small sites, which is how I got into research. Boom. Mm -hmm. Carla Vera Nava says basics, one of the site solutions, get new staff and train them. We're going to talk about that. Yep. Uh, I'm almost completing my PGD in clinical trial management. What is the best level to start my career? Small research clinic near you. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you guys, this is the answer. This is my thesis. And Fox, maybe they're sick of hearing from me, man. What's your thesis for getting started? It's so especially the person saying you're uh, you're completing your postgraduate degree uh, in clinical trial management. I, I don't know anything about your resume or whatever that might be, but my recommendation would be just sacrifice three months to volunteer at a site, and you'll be set. You'll be launched. But you've got to get that initial sacrifice. Mm-hmm. You've got to, I mean, you, you don't have experience on your belt. So there's one thing to have the degree. I've, I've got that too. It took a long time to get experience and education to line up to be perfect for you. So that's my recommendation is go out there and say, I just need to start. Someone just give me a chance. Yeah. And if Malvern's over an hour, look, I mean, I spent like three minutes looking like you just go down this rabbit hole. Why not connect with people on LinkedIn? Like there's a bunch of comments there. If you're like close to Lancaster, Pennsylvania, and you know a small site around there, put it in the comments. All right, let's get LinkedIn user hired like right mm -hmm. away. But like, I think you're giving up too soon. Like find, like you're, you need to search. You need to actually go on the deep dive and search, not on the first couple of results you need to like do some investigating on this stuff persistence so that's one thing every site needs right there is persistence uh, and a site a job seeker uh, if you want to be a site owner you better be persistent all right here's the story we want to see all right mm -hmm. i called a bunch of small sites. this is carlos is saying this shout out to carlos by the way man i called a bunch of small sites in my city none were hiring at the moment and for others, I left a voicemail with my info. Two months later, I got a call back, and now I'm a regulatory specialist for an awesome site handling 50-plus trials. And by the Carlos, way, Carlos did it, but he could have like even done it even better. You know, He could have gone mm -hmm. in person. He could have approached them with like some of these strategies we're telling you. Four things, guys. Every site needs more studies. Every site needs more clinicians in the community. Every site needs uh, a digital presence, all right? 
and every what did I say? Studies, studies, St- uh, studies, staff, staff, uh, studies, clinicians, patients, and a digital presence. That's like my thesis, uh, and of course, staff. But see, you don't approach. Carlos did, and it works. And there's a lot of people that do this, but you don't approach and just say, "Hey, I want to work there because I'm." I feel like I'm good. I mean, that's probably good enough, maybe. But what's even more effective, if you approach along these four things, right? Hey, I learned how to get studies on clinicaltrials.gov. I know how to set you guys up on Inato. Shout mm-hmm. out to one of my sponsors, Inato. I know how to go out in the community and get clinicians interested. And I know how to put ads on Facebook and make posts on Instagram and manage your TikTok. Oh, you don't have a TikTok? I can make one for you and sort of get patients interested. And if if I don't know how to do any of that, I'm willing to pass out flyers in your neighborhood. Go to so laundromats, Walgreens, and post flyers everywhere. If you if you took a step back, well, let's just say like you were saying, a lot of small sites, they can't afford SEO. They may not know SEO. They may not have the, the talent in SEO. You right? don't do SEO. Yeah, they just don't do it. So that that... I almost wonder if that digital presence is you could back that out into saying there are certain specialized skill sets that sites need and digital presence is one. Um, I promise I'm not talking money, but financial knowledge of the industry is another. There's a lot of sites that just don't have it. Uh, Sometimes the tech, right? So you have to go get some of the tech from the tech vendors out there. You know, there are sites they can't do that in house. So they're relying on that. So maybe it's, a good connection to the skills and the skill sets in the industry that that they need, not just like digital present, but straight up. I mean, there are some very specialized skills that small sites just can't afford to, to take in house. Yeah. Maybe you're good at like making websites. Like, Hey, I noticed your website is a little bit without being insulting. You tell the site, Hey, you know, one of my expertise is like making websites. I'm willing to do it. Like, as a volunteer, if you, I just want in research experience, like internship. And if, if you guys like me after three months, hire me. If not, yep. thank you for the opportunity. I, it's now on my resume that I've done research work. And even three months is enough to get you hired at another site. Just make a parallel, a lateral move. I always like, and I, I've, I've job coached a number of people before in this industry. and in other. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't know yeah, that. And I love... So when they come to me, I'm having a hard time. I can't do this. So we do a, a little health check of their resume and we do all this. And uh, when they go out there and they're looking for jobs, and I said, okay, when you have a conversation with these people, you could say, hey, I noticed this is what you need. This is what I can offer you. And this is what we can do together. Those three steps. If you have that conversation, a lot of people will look at you and say, well, one, I appreciate your confidence. I mean, you don't have to sound stuck up about it, but thank you for thinking <laughs> of me. Thank you for thank you for telling me what you can do, and thank you for offering solutions to the problems that I have. That sounds like James Fowl right there. He was saying the same exact thing. Man, we love that guy. Mm-hmm. That's probably one of the things too. I'm glad you brought up James Fowl, one of the best recruiters we know. Mm-hmm. When you're brand new, recruiter does you no good, right? They're basically like look at you like, hey, this is charity work, because they're they're hired to find experienced people. They're not hired to find people with potential, right? Everyone has potential. That's not why they're paying James and all these recruiters. So a lot of people say, hey, you know what? No recruiter wants to call me back. 
you're barking up the wrong tree, guys. I'm telling you, the small sites, you call up a site like Yuma Clinical Trials or you message us. Hey, and don't actually do it. I only want people that live here. I'm not going to take on the risk, the guilt of you moving here. And this is still a startup, right? But like if someone actually lived here and they were a medical assistant, hey, I would love to intern there. I can do this, this, and that. I would strongly consider, hey, thank you. And you know what? I'd probably hire them in a month Mm -hmm. if they were good. And I think that's going to get to the point where a lot of these people, they've lost their jobs. They're saying they have all this experience and they're not getting a job. They're associating the experience with the uh, with getting the job. I think it's that drive. You can have 10 years of experience, but if you don't have the drive to look for the job, you're not going to get it. Mm-hmm. The drive to, there's something there. Could it be possible to have too much drive though? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Because if you, if you drive too fast, you're going to be missing opportunities or you're going to be overlooking some opportunities. I actually think you could also potentially scare mm-hmm. employers because not every you're not talking every site owner. Sometimes you're talking to managers that are hired by the site owners, and there is a lot of politics going on where maybe they get threatened. by hey, maybe this person like too good, you know. So you got to know you got to read the room. Read the room, guys. My wife tells me all the time, like learn how to read the room. Right, <laughs> because I just go with the same strategy everywhere I go. Hey, no, no, turn it down. you got to read the room. Not mm-hmm. everybody wants to be on a video. Not everybody's like as talkative as you. Not everybody's as ambitious. Read the room. All right, it's the same thing when you're going to sites. Like, try to figure it out. But look, those four things I mentioned. All right, we're gonna come back to it. But these these comments are rolling in, Fox. People are hungry on a Monday mm-hmm. morning. I'm all loving right? them. You just pick one. We can talk about it. Well, here's one that's like we don't have an answer for because we have no way of knowing. But mm-hmm. this is a theme. Okay. So Idara says, what's the difference between a CRA and a clinical studies operations specialist? Idara, these role CRA is universal, right? CRA and CRC and PI, those are universal roles. And medical monitor, there's a few universal roles. But stuff like this, CSOS. Mm-hmm. It sounds like a sounds like an academic thing, maybe something that a university made up. The point is, does not matter. You got to look at the job responsibilities underneath it. Mm-hmm. A lot of them is going to be a lot of overlap, guys. And guess what? There's overlap between CRA and CRC too, right? So this is why we're saying start at the site because the, all those transferable skills you can be the best CRAs are former CRCs. You hear everybody saying. Mm-hmm. Right. So who cares what a clinical studies operations specialist is? If you were a CRC, I guarantee you can be a CSOS at any stakeholder type company in this industry. Guarantee. And do you want to know who the best site owners are? Me. Former CRAs. <laughs> yeah. Former CRA. Yeah. Yeah. I doubt it. Yeah. yeah. The great chain of a, the great circle of clinical research right there. Grow at a site, go out there, become a CRA, then come back to the site and run it. I think, yes, especially if that CRA was former CRC. Mm-hmm. Then it's, I agree. Oh, yeah. Uh, Timothy, shout out Timothy. So active on the comments. Um, thank you so much for that, Timothy. Start at CRC, no matter what degree. Exactly. No degree. Look, we know receptionists. 
with GEDs. We know yep. receptionists without GEDs. Started as a, at the site, made, some by luck, some they worked their way there. They worked their way to be a coordinator. Then they worked their way to a whole bunch of other stuff, guys. Coordinator is like Grand Central Station for your career. You know, and you go there in Manhattan, you go, well, I want to go here, I want to go there. Well, you could go anywhere you want. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The part, the hard part is getting yourself there. That's it. Yep. Man, I get pumped up about this topic, Fox. I know. Well, so you've got staffing. How would you, so you've got the staffing. As a small site, how do you set a really good training system? What do you do to That's train? why we made CRC Academy. Yep. But, but before that, it's literally, I would either have one of my CRCs that's more experienced. It's their responsibility to train this person. And I would tell them mm-hmm. they're not here to replace you. This your role. And if, if they're not good at that, then it's my job, right? Or mm-hmm. find someone else to do it. So it's literally, let's say it's me, right? Because this is what I'm doing now. You sit next to me before the patient gets here. You sit next to me while the patient's here. You sit next to me when I go get the drug. You sit next to me when I fill out all the logs. Mm -hmm. You sit next to me when the patient's gone and I do all the EDC, right? And by next week, you should be doing some of this. And by the week after, you should be doing a little more. And by the week after, a little more. It takes about three months from my experiences like this. Teach, watch, do. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Teach, watch, do. It's not rocket science, guys. Mm -hmm. They made these protocols you can debate this, but they made these protocols to be followed. There's no creativity, right? Yes, you got to call audibles because this is the real world and this is not pristine environment like the protocol was written. But for the most part, like you basically follow what you're supposed to do in the study. It's not that hard, mm-hmm. right? So what about staff, no, physicians, community outreach? How do you handle that conversation with physicians to try to get them on board to do research. This is where, and I have, I have, I've had and currently have employees who want to start their own sites or who have gone on to start their own sites. And the common theme is, I think I know how to run a site but I don't know how to talk to the clinicians like you do yet. And it's not that I do anything special, guys. And I think, unfortunately, there is a lot of, let's just be real, like sexism. So maybe I'm a male. Yeah. So I'm going to be honest. Like, I think a lot of the doctors, especially males, respect males more than females which is unfortunate but this is like a common theme i've seen but if you're a female you do have like more headwinds working against you right so it's not fair and life is not fair either but we're talking about how you're going to succeed not about how we make things fair because that's we're not going to be able to guys these people have to die and then new people have to be born right but by then you'll be dead have new ideas (laughs) yeah and I, i see that even in the physician world and pi's there's a lot of that yeah, going on. But the bottom, uh, to answer yeah. your question, not to do a cop-out and switch the topic, 
it's not complicated. If people want to, they think, oh, well, it's the slide that I make. I'm going to make a flyer and then it's going to be magic. And then the PIs, the future PI is going to love it. It's confidence. It's going in there, having the audacity to go into their busy practice and tell their receptionist, look, I know they're busy, but I'm not leaving till he comes out because I'm not selling you anything. This is an opportunity for the, his patients and the community. Mm-hmm. And then waiting till they come out. Uh, I'm here all day is what I tell them. I won't, go, mm-hmm. I won't leave. I'm here yep. all day. I know this is a good opportunity for them. Now, sometimes I use the cookie, bring cookies, or I have to go a few times till they get to know me. Mm-hmm. Right? When you get that five minutes, they always usually say, I got five minutes. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. You, you got to show confidence. You got to show how it's going to immediately benefit them. So how they're not going to waste their time and it, like be practical, be realistic. So, Hey, what kind of patients do you see? Okay. I can try to get studies for this. A lot of the studies are unrealistic as far as I eat criteria. So we need more patients than we think, but it's good. You have a big database. We I'll do all the work. I'm going to give you whatever's fair. We usually do like 25% gross, but you can figure that out yourself. And I've been doing this X amount of years. This is like how long it's going to take, I think, to get you a study. And we don't need to use your space. If you have more space, I can use. It's all like improvising. And it's all showing them that you're not there to waste their time and that you know what you're doing. The minute you show wavering in your confidence, it's over. Mm-hmm. They don't want to deal yep. with that. Yep. And it's exactly what you said. Knowing the room. Know the PI. Yeah. Know what drives them. There's going to be, I mean, and it's going to be okay. There's going to be PI, or there's going to be physicians who are highly interested in what's in it for me. What do I get paid? And then there's other physicians saying, well, this is a really good opportunity for my patients. And I mm-hmm. really want to get this for them. And there's some that say, I want published. So if you have some publishing opportunities, then I want it. I want the prestige. You have to know your room. You have to know what drives that physician. And they're all going to be different. They're read all going to be different, room. but yeah, read the room. They all you do see bins after a while. You see the categorizations of motivation. You just have to start to learn like what they're going for. And motivations change if you stay with them long enough. And here's a big rookie mistake I see everyone making. They get the PI to say yes. Okay, yes, now what? Well, mm-hmm. now I need your CV and now I need you to do GCP. So you're already giving them work. Yep. So you say, okay, I need a copy of your and medical license. You're eventually going to have to do this good clinical practice training, but I'll come here and help you with it, mm-hmm. whatever you want to do. But I'm going to try to make this like as easy as possible for you. If you don't maintain after they say yes, because it takes three to six months to get a study. Yep. What if that you just leave them alone? Oh, yes, here you go. Here's my CV license. And you go radio silent for six months until you get a new study. They'll forget about you. They were like, who are you? Oh, I remember. I thought you didn't do anything and you left. Mm-hmm. No, and that was your one chance. That was your one and chance. Now they're gone. like, hey, you know what? I got busy. I so here's what I did here in Yuma. Every week I made a meeting with my PI, even if it's just two minutes. Hey, can we meet this Friday at noon? I found out Fridays at noon is like he has time. And this Friday at noon, I'm going to come talk to you about just it was like I was not even had a need to talk. I just went so he sees that I'm active. He doesn't forget about me. And sometimes I did have something to talk about. Hey, I saw this study. What do you think we can do this? And then, oh, by the way, I noticed you don't have a minus 20 fridge. Can I, do you think I can get one? 
So just little things like that. They see that you're still there. Because I, I know a lot of people, like, they're happy to get that yes, and then that's it. That's it. Mm -hmm. a big mistake, guys. Yep. Or it's, hey, uh, would you like to be a part of clinical research? Sure, sign me up. Give me a trial. Let's have it. Okay, I need you before I can get a trial. So it's this chicken or the egg thing. And mm -hmm. so you, it takes takes a really, like a lot, like you said, Dan, a lot of communication, direct communication. Let them know that you haven't fallen off and that you're still actively working to work with them. We're going to get to all these comments, guys, gals. I want to see your comments in the chat. I want to see the comments explode. I actually want StreamYard to crash, right? So just put <laughs> comments in there. That'll be the best way to end this stream is like just crashed. But look, look at this last comment. I'm an IMG, right? What did we open this topic mm -hmm. with? Who has recently moved to the U.S. However, I'm feeling a bit lost and unsure about where to start. Do you have any advice or guidance on how I could begin my journey? We literally have been talking about this for the last 30 minutes. Mm -hmm. Start at a small site near you. If you can't find them, that's false. They are there. Unless you're in a very small town. And you got to expand your horizon a bit. Mm -hmm. right? But they're there. Most of the time, IMG don't move to a small town. They move to a big town. Mm-hmm. Because there's and job you, know you know the opportunities are there. That's right. So you approach again. Learn how to get them studies. Learn how to manage their internet presence. Let's just call it that. Mm -hmm. Right. Learn how to do clinician outreach. Learn how to get community engagement in the community offline, mm -hmm. in person. Those four things. If you're an IMG, you've got a fifth element, all right? You're a freaking... You could be the PI's right hand. I've had mm -hmm. so many IMG coordinators I've hired. PIs loved these people. Loved. They've actually I've seen an IMG coordinator and my PI have serious debates about lab results. All right? No one else can do that but you. And sometimes the PI said, "Oh, you're right. You know what? You're right." That's value. All right? That's incredible value out uh, so let's go let's go uh comments more all right oh this is facebook good thing i clicked that button <laughs> i'm loving i'm loving in carbondale that's in that? illinois so you're probably ah, in SIU. Illinois. go to st louis area uh, edwardsville area you've got all kinds of opportunities around that area that's a college town man i you thought know, that's carbondale was like a new dct vendor <laughs> no carbondale that's that's actually that's where i graduated with my phd mm -hmm. uh, so it's a, it's a good spot. You've got a lot of good opportunity there. Look at a GI, advanced endoscopy. Oh, come Are you on, man. Me? You, I mean, Abu just Baker, look around, my friend. Oh, look around. You, your NASH studies are all over the place. You, you've got this. The pro Here, I don't know who you are, Abu Baker. One thing you do have to be careful with in your people and your position is to be humble, all right, because mm -hmm. I've – We've talked about reading the room and being too ambitious. I've seen a lot of IMGs go too hardcore to where they're not moldable, moldable, malleable, malleable yeah. to to being um, formed in the way the site owner wants. Right. Like, hey, this person, it's a shame. This person's like such good potential, but he's not malleable. I remember having this conversation with a business partner years back. 
this mm-hmm. guy's great, but man, we can't like he doesn't get along with anyone. We can't unless we make him a site director, which we're not ready for. We can't mm-hmm. unfortunately know. So like or a big delegator, like only delegate. That's a big one too. Mm-hmm. Don't do any of the work. Just always delegate. You got to be real careful. I humble. Humble's a good word for that. Man, it's hard to make someone humble though. But hopefully, Abu Baker. Yeah. Hopefully, like you're, you're look. These comments are insane, guys. Let's. I have to go back now. All right. <laughs> I'm from Ikevia, India. That's fantastic. Awesome, Ikevia. Thanks, Timothy. See, Timothy's got the advice. Oh, guys, the comments section sometimes is mm-hmm. your is your life vest, right? These comments now are robust enough, especially on LinkedIn, to where you've got help. You're not alone anymore. Look, people are talking to each other in the comments. We're going to get to it in a little bit. I have 13 years of experience as a CRC, and I've had no luck. In fairness, I've been moving away from the CRC role. I've been a site manager and a CTM. You have luck. What do you mean? You've been in this industry over a decade. What do you mean no luck? You have luck, mm-hmm. and you make your own luck. With that kind of experience, you can work anywhere you want. Mm-hmm. What do you now, think about this? That- situations like that get tricky because when you have that much inexperience, you try to base your experience off of your salary expectations of the past, not necessarily the current market. And so that can get tricky depending on the jobs that you find. I'm not sure what your salary needs are, expectations, but um, when you go to look for a role, don't base it off of your past. You can, you know, you can justify salary with your experience, but you don't base it off of the numbers you earned back then or the numbers you think you should earn now because of it. It's a, it's a totally different world. Yes. Yeah, so a couple of things like either the market is telling, you no, which means there's something internal you got to fix, whether it's like Fox said, salary requirements, or maybe it's something internally like attitude wise. I don't know. I don't know. Bill Peaches right, at all. But if the market's telling you the same thing, you got to make adjustments, right? It's yeah. not bad luck. I think bad luck only goes so far. I don't think it's 13 years of bad luck's possible. I mean, lucky number 13, right? <laughs> I mean, some people have bad luck. I've gone through stretches of bad luck, but ultimately oh, yeah. it evens out. Things average out for the most part. Like I, was, I find a lot of times when I experience what I call bad luck, it's a lot of internal problems, not external. Yeah. That's how I see things. And uh, you start to realign that just – little secret but every friday now i always write in a journal i've been journaling for two Mm -hmm. years and it's because and i be sure i write it in cursive the best handwriting possible helps me to think do it early in the morning but once you start to establish a good process of self-reflection it seems like the bad luck just goes away i mean i ever since i started journaling the luck has always gotten better if you want to call it luck Sometimes I think that's really just a perspective. I I would agree. I don't journal, but I do similar things where I read like small passages of books and then reflect on them. And mm-hmm. I mean, it's there's, there's Elena. So anyone uh anyone want to be a regulatory specialist for Elena? Look at this, guys. These <laughs> comments. I'm telling you, <laughs> this is right? awesome. But let's go through. Yum yum yum. Rack. I'm, I want to start by giving volunteers, yep. but the center not willing because of confidentiality. It's an NDAs, excuse. 100%. It's an excuse. Yep. Okay. 
it's an excuse. Go somewhere else. Forget about that. They don't yep. want you there. Like, go somewhere else. There's no CDA. You come work at McClango Trail, you just start, right? There you There's go. There's no CDA in place. You're put as a research assistant intern. So once you once you get on, well, I won't put you on every study, but I'll put you on like one study at a time. Or it depends what I have you do. Mm-hmm. Maybe I just have you pass flyers in the community. Or maybe I just have you like make things for us, like marketing material. Mm-hmm. Who knows? I, I need to know your skill set, right? So just forget Forget this site. Move to another one. David LaHaye. Hey, David. What is up? That's a good point. Dr. Fox makes, if you're willing to volunteer, you can offer DEDC entry, patient recruitment, other decentralized activity. I hate that word. Out of sight. (laughs) You can build your CV and won't be limited to Lancaster. Yeah, let's Mm -hmm. get off of Lancaster. Well, maybe that's the question is, are you willing to move? Or are you locked into an area? And that could also change how open you are to, to things. But in a Philly suburb, man, Philly's mm-hmm. got to be top 10 populated metros in the U.S. Mm-hmm. There are 60 mile radius. There's going to be sites around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And even if they say it's an hour. Okay, so what? Go once a week. Intern. Twice a week. Three months. Get it on your resume. Maybe they hire you want to move there. Or who cares? Then you don't, and then you can work somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You're gaining experience. Uh, how easy is it to find a job in North America if you have regulatory experience for Asia Pacific? You got to be here. The hard part's the green card issue. Like mm-hmm. a lot of got to find a sponsor. Yeah, you got to find a sponsor. Uh, but if that's not an issue, then it's it's the same advice we give everyone else. Small site near you. Do you think spon- or some small sites would ever be sponsors? I have been a sponsor for people. Yep. Okay. But uh, it's usually been, let's see, I've done it twice. And both of them were referrals from family members of a really good CRC I had. Where she said, hey, my sister wants to work here. She's basically potential to be just like me. She just needs sponsorship. She already did all the work. You just got to like sign things and help with the attorney fee. Okay, we'll do it. And then another one was her friend or a cousin. So like they were always internal. But look, what's that on the part of those people? That was networking. Mm-hmm. Yep. All Everybody knows somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. Six degrees of separation. Right. Uh, they're not willing to have the volunteer sign a CDA. That's an excuse. Okay. A CDA, that's just translation, like we're not interested and we don't want to be mean and tell you that. Bye, Timothy. Timothy, thank you, man. You've been always like, Timothy's amazing in the comments. Yeah, I am looking for a clinical project management job. I have four-year experience. PMP, project management, what is that? Project uh, management uh, professional, I think. Oh, there you go. Your PMP. If you have If you have a PMP certificate, honestly, you may be better off going to sponsors. That's, I mean, because by the time you get PMP, you must have enough experience under your belt. Look for your, uh, your CROs. Well, if you're, if you value money, if you value the pay, look for your CROs and your sponsors, they're going to be running, they're going to be picking up those PMPs. And I'm guessing it's for your experience in research where you're golden, right? Mm -hmm. You'll be set. Fox, 
let's just take a pause real quick. These comments are insane. I want more. Timothy, thank you. Like, keep the comments going because on a Monday morning, it's actually stronger than coffee, right? <laughs> Look, the uh, DCT bubble is bursting. Good people are losing jobs. Good yep. people are getting laid off. I know Brad and well, it's really Brad that gets accused of like making fun of like people getting laid off, and he's that's not his intention at all. So let's focus on these people that are in the middle right now of massive layoffs of DCT and you know other people like Craig said. Well, Craig made a response. Well. It's actually more a, re a reflection of like the industry as a whole, but he did not mention small sites. We don't have layoffs at my site. We're hiring people. Yep. Right? Every said site I know, they're just, yeah, we call them, it's revenge research is what it is. Explain so, that. Explain that before we research. get into advice for these DCT people that are getting laid off. Well, if you look at the cycle of pharma, right, you've got these really crazy two to three year cycles of planning trials getting them on board. I mean, by the time a site gets awarded a trial, odds are pharma has been working on that for six to nine months before, either through the CRO, whatever it might be. Right. Mm. So when COVID hit and everything was on a close down, everything prioritized COVID vaccines, all of that technology backed up. It was still there. They still had plans to do the trials, but it's, it's, you know, backed up because we had to prioritize COVID. We're still on the realm of revenge research. I don't know if you've seen like a lot of the RSV things, a lot of the Alzheimer's came out, all these things are just giant breakthroughs. It's like a, you, you notice that everything is being approved. Postpartum depression got approved. All this stuff, the, uh, the, oh, the, the birth control without a prescription. Mm -hmm. You saw that one. Mm -hmm. So if you're seeing these huge bursts of FDA approvals right now, it's a result of the revenge research that happened post COVID. We're a couple of years in a lot of those trials, that giant burst of trials that should have happened in 2020 are just now starting to come through. And we're still on the cusp of revenge research. So anyway, so, that's so basically that's the, the industry seeing. needs practical stuff solutions because yes. Pfizer's having layoffs. A lot of big pharma are having major layoffs. Like they over overextended themselves during COVID to accommodate for this revenge research and now it's normalizing at the big pharma levels mm -hmm. and at these dcts i mean that's a different story but that's a business model that has yet to be proven successful so of course they over leveraged and now sponsors are looking for practical things hey i want a site in in illinois that can do that could get me 10 patients i want a site in yuma that could get me eight patients i don't mm -hmm. care about this bus rolling around the country that can enroll 500. I don't need that right now. Yep. And so that's, that's yep. DCT bubble bursting. Well, it's a DCT. Keep in mind, DCT companies valuated during COVID when everything was hyperinflated, like century high levels. That's when the valuations were. And now that we're starting to normalize, all of those valuations are becoming false. And so as a result, it, it's to be expected. The market is correcting itself as it should, because we weren't looking at what was happening before COVID. Or like the things that should be happening. So I'm not surprised to see this happen. That's another podcast. We can talk about that. But like, okay, about. advice. Let's say you worked. I don't even know these companies. The one Brad posted. What was it? The I don't know. The, Curebase. Curebase. All right. Yeah. That's the yeah. most recent one. So let's yeah. say you worked at Curebase. And from what I, everything I've read, the employees are amazing at these places. Oh, 
Yeah. So what I do mean, you do now? You're laid off. You've been put in a niche. Like, hey, you, we're like a see the problem with these kind of unique companies, like unicorn companies, is the transferable skills they're not that versatile like if you would have been laid off at a small research site where you basically can do it all. Mm-hmm. You were put into this role. Very like, hey, specialized. Just yeah, and oftentimes yeah. it's just like it's ad hoc. It's a role just for that company and it has no other value to anyone else. So what do you do there? <laughs> you want my advice? Yeah, yeah. Well, there's a reason why I wrote a book. Oh, man. Okay, so. hold on. I got it. I did. Someone said they bought a box of that books, and every time they're going to let someone go, they're going to give them that book. And that's exactly what the dream was. <laughs> it's a souvenir. So, yeah. Look. Okay, transferable skills still exist, though. All right? Oh, yeah. If you did anything yeah. regulatory-wise, if you did anything patient recruitment-wise, now, you may not get paid as much as you did there because let's for, let's put ourselves in the shoes now for a second, okay, of a site owner. I never raised money in my life from uh, anyone. Well, that's mm-hmm. false. I did it from uh, one business partner. Actually, two. But, like, I never took money from VCs. VCs basically give you money and say, hey, you scale this thing and give me cut. my returns yep. in five years. Yep. So you go crazy hiring people and you start attracting them from other places with higher salary. Mm-hmm. Small sites don't work like that. Small nope. sites are like, hey, what can you do for me, like, tomorrow if I bring you in right now? Yep. And and by the way, we're gonna start you off slow, like little payments. Yeah. So you might have to strategy. take a step back to take your leap forward if you've been at one of these places. And it's kind of like really what you good... were saying earlier. Like, don't let that salary, mental salary. No, you can't. Again, that's I've got another book coming called Metal and Paper. That's another topic too. How close are you to finishing that? I'm still drafting it. You know, I'm putting that on. It, it's I, I metal do my rotation. And paper? Yeah, metal and paper. So we get, you know, we'll do a pod about that sometime if you want. It's a really I got a cool book I'm working on too, but I think it's gonna SOS has put it a year a year back. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. I do like so do you wanna discuss the challenges in patient recruitment and retention to try to get hit those four bits? We yes. talked. Yes. We ta- so, so what have we covered so of far this... of your four of your four that we were gonna do? We did staffing pretty well. We did uh, opportunities. Sponsors. Getting studies, studies, patient retention, and then special. In auto, if the site's yep. experienced, you can have them look at the sponsors that have sponsored this show. Right, this is a shameless plug. Creo is <laughs> the only one you have to pay for, so that's like a kind of like not a good thing to recommend to a brand new site you want to volunteer for because they have to pay. So I love Creo. I think sites should use it, but okay, let's take that one out. Versa trial free. Viva site vault free and not a free all right these things are free mm-hmm. these things the majority of sites they don't even know about these things you can educate the site about you can run point guard on these three things right hey i know how to make your i learned from this guy on youtube blame me right i learned from this guy on youtube how to like organize all our portals better how to do our feasibilities better that's versatile I learned from this guy on YouTube. You can actually get studies that that are appropriate for you. I'll handle all of it in Nato. I learned from this guy on YouTube free EDOA, free e-signatures, free ISFs. Boom. I'll handle all of it. That's something you can do for sites operations-wise, mm-hmm. right? And then in Nato falls into that with BizDev. But another thing for BizDev to get studies, clinicaltrials.gov, then cross-referencing on LinkedIn, 
try to find the right person to contact. You found the lead. Boom. Here's site owner or manager. Here's like 10 leads I found for you this week. Feel free to email them all. If you want me to, I'll do it. I've got some interesting news, and I'm not going to say everything about it, but I will say this. So one, don't forget CRP and is free for sites to join. But forgot. you're going to love this. I am currently in discussions with an organization to collaborate advertising marketing dollars to make sure that the sites that work throughout the CRP network can get marketing dollars in their budgets, built baked into their budgets. So we're talking about anything. patient recruitment and retention. Imagine heading it up during the negotiation period. Imagine having a direct relationship with marketing, not like the contract signed. Okay. Here's my invoice for marketing. No, 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 no. Before the contract is signed, know exactly how much you're going to get in advertising and mm. not letting it being limited to a negotiator, but rather than to the actual fair market value of that marketing. So wow, I'm on my way. It's, it's coming. And I think that that relationship is coming very quickly. You'll see it. I don't know, next couple months. Okay, so be a connector. Yeah. You know, look, hey, absolutely. I learned from YouTube, this guy named Dr. Fox, he's crazy enough to have sites join his network for free. Like, let's do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I'll run point guard on that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of value you can bring to sites. Um, maybe, thank you for that regarding the patient recruitment. Uh, let's see some of these comments. Man, there's a lot. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Senior biostats, you guys are thirsty on a Monday Senior biostats, wow. here's that email, guys. Go connect. Senior biostatistician mm-hmm. at R3 Stem Cell from Pakistan. If you're a job recruiter, hit them up. If you're a CRO, hit them up. If you're a site, if you're someone that just wants to learn, hit them up. If you're just someone that wants to meet someone new in the space. Hit and you know, up. so if you're a job seeker right now, watch this and look at look at the competition you're going against. There's some really talented people here who are looking for jobs. So, I mean, you know, you, you don't see all the applications that these employers look at, but if you're getting rejected, it's probably because you've got like a senior biostatistician applying for it. So they have to pick the most qualified candidate. You better arm yourselves with as much core competency, as much unique value prop that you can give a site and show them like, hey, I know you're going up against Khalil, but like, here's what I can do. Mm-hmm. it's competitive too yeah it is and there's a lot of people looking for work right now elena said good morning we're looking for a regulatory specialist all right job, look elena. at hold on i just saw this there was a comment that wants to do regulatory looking for a regulatory specialist yeah looking for a regular here khalil maybe is the last one abu baker all right here you go elena like i mean get on linkedin or you guys get on Miami, Miami, looking for CRC and regulatory guys. I will so, almost leave on this note. Like, yeah, get hired. You know, and and I've talked to a lot of people that per capita, Miami is probably one of the most site saturated cities in the country mm-hmm. for a number of reasons. We won't go into them, but importantly, if you're an IMG and you're looking into research, why don't you target Miami? Because there's opportunity there, and obviously they're looking for coordinators. So Abby says, I'm willing to relocate if anyone's hiring. Go to Miami, Abby. Elena says, <laughs> side in Miami, looking for CRC and regulatory specialist. Abby says, 
I'm willing to relocate if anyone's hiring. Elena says, side in Miami, look. <laughs> Should I do this again? <laughs> Let, let's go. Let's go, guys. Okay. Uh, patient recruitment and retention. Mm-hmm. Retention's tough. Oh, here's the job. Okay. Go buy sandwiches for your patients that are in the study. Like, you know, our newest Seriously. hire, she's a yep. research assistant. She's, we're going to start making our dry ice because of you. So thank you. You and my <laughs> wife both told me the same thing around yeah. the same time. I ignored you both. Yeah, I ignored you both and I learned the hard way. But uh, we have the new staff besides data entry, the new girl. She goes and gets sandwiches anytime we have a patient there with a blood draw. And she gets dry ice. And mm-hmm. she runs to FedEx and UPS to drop off packages. I mean, it's a runner. So patient retention, there's a lot. Of, like, sites are short-staffed. So you can just say, hey, I'm kind of, like, willing to go buy sandwiches for your team. Buy dry ice. And then recruitment, whole other challenge. But it's part of that digital marketing. Like, what about how many sites have an Instagram? How many sites have a Facebook? How many sites have a YouTube channel? How many sites have a podcast? I would say the majority mm-hmm. don't have all of those, if any, why not you make it say, Hey, I'll do it for you. Like, it's just going to be branding. I don't need IRB mm-hmm. approval. We're just going to talk about the community. We're going to talk about just, we're going to like showcase our staff members this week. We're showcasing our PI next week, our sub by next week, our coordinator. There's a long endless stream of content ideas that you do not need any IRB approval. People get lazy and use IRB approval as a crutch for not doing mm-hmm. anything. It's an incorrect attitude to have. Uh, and oh. sites, if you're sites, if you're out there and you're listening, it is absolutely critical to build your brand right now. The successful sites are known in their community, not as some kind of a weird red, red curtain that you hide behind. But you are front and center in your communities. People know. Oh, yeah, that's the research guy. That's the research. That's the research company that takes care of our community. You've got to have a presence out there. And if you don't either get the help uh, either from the, you know, the experts or you people, you can farm it out or build your own, build your own with volunteers. Large and in charge says, why do international medical graduates grow up the ladder faster compared to others? There's a lot of, I mean, it's a doctor. Like, mm-hmm. Maybe we should just pause for emphasis there. They are they are your PI. They just yeah. happen to be in another country. Yeah, I agree. That's where you, you find that balance between experience and degree. Once you have that balance, they will grow up faster because the ladder is actually longer. They have a longer ladder that they can climb. What medical monitor? They could be. Mm-hmm. They could be medical writers. Look, one of the things sponsors complain about is hey we hire these CROs these CROs hire CRAs with no medical knowledge whatsoever and that's just it is what it is right it's not good or bad it is what it is but imagine you show a sponsor if you're a CRO hey one of our CRAs is a medical he's a doctor she's a doctor that's plenty of medical knowledge right there to be your CRA. So it's one less thing that your sponsor can complain about. So there is a value add. There's two sides to this research. There's the whole thing, science stuff, right? Like there's, let's not forget, this is clinical research, right? There's like mechanism of actions. 
there's con meds, there's side effects, there's A's of special injury, like there's serious medical clinical stuff. And then there's all the research stuff, GCP, Alcoa, all that stuff. All right. You need both of those. Like mm -hmm. you can overcompensate as a CRO. You hire like more people with the GCP Alcoa regulatory knowledge, but you do need to like have the balance of the medical clinical. That's why RNBSNs do so well too. And that's why IMGs do well. Do me a favor, Dan. Valena's yeah. Valena's message. Valena? At the yeah. Valena Trask. Ah, let's see. Hi, so, Dr. Fox. I'm yes, looking to transition to a project manager role after 12 plus years in study, study startup in Sierra. I have to say something here. I've known Valena. I've met Valena. I've worked with her ah. very closely in a lot of different situations that were not good. And every single time that we had a situation, she fixed it for everyone. I mean, she's a full-blown site advocate, sponsor advocate. My recommendation is if any sponsor is watching this right now, um, reach out to her and you will have a, a, a golden employee. She is a really, really good professional. Mm, okay. So, Thank you for that. And nice to meet you, Elena. Thank you for yeah. subscribing on YouTube. Mm -hmm. yep. uh, there you go. The comments is golden, guys. These recruiters, James Fowl, where are you at? I know you're yeah. in the UK. You're sleeping. You need to be awake, drink more black tea, and get these people. Yeah. Right? James, uh, James, if you could talk to Valena, you'll you'll do quite well. They drink tea out there. So wake up, mm -hmm. drink your Earl Grey earlier. <laughs> Earl Grey. Come, come give Valena. She wants to work. Look, mm -hmm. this is a gold mine right here, the comment section for the recruiters. Any recruiter awake? You got Valena. No, I don't know her email. I don't know her email. Find her on YouTube. Somehow. We can get you Find connected. Her on Valena, if, if you're ever interested in coming on a podcast, I think that would be a really good conversation. That would be great. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's go through some of these. Uh, how can research clinical sites? Huh? How can, how can reach clinical, clinical sites from outside U.S.? Hmm. Internet? <laughs> I mean, I honestly, how are you reaching us now? Yeah, you know? honestly, I get those all the time on LinkedIn. Messages all the time. A lot of people from outside of the U.S. reaching out. Hi, I'm, I'm this person. I'm looking for a job. Will you help me? That's that's pretty much the standard. So it's just do so your don't be the media. standard. Don't be the standard. Yep. I guess the key word here is reach, right? Mm -hmm. Which is the one I had issues with. I thought it was research. Reach. What do you mean by this? Is it to spam? Because that's not good. Not a good mm -hmm. strategy. Or are you going to approach them with some kind of value add? Because that's different. Then you go on LinkedIn and you find people like Tim, like Abby, mm -hmm. even if they have nothing to offer you. Mar Marianne, I didn't even read her comment. Mm -hmm. Okay, we're going to get to you right now. All right. Viljana, I mean, like reach. those. That's reaching. You can reach. So you can reach people. All right, but it's how you define reach, because pitching for a like a job is not a good way to go about it. It's true networking, true relationship building, true value bringing to sites, small sites in your area. Uh, okay, where are we at? Where are we? At? That was interesting because I go back to uh, what Mar, Mar Marianne. Marianne. Here we go, Marianne. Marianne you are next in the queue. Okay, 
I'm a foreign so, medical graduate. How many of foreign medical graduate did we already have on this? Not even an hour long lifestyle. Yep. Right? So many people interested. So many people. I'm the telling opportunity. You. I'm telling you, if you're trying to hire people, they're there. They are there. We just have to get them connected. So now this is where I save our sites. Like they gotta come. Marianne, yeah. come. Let's talk. Get the sites. Talk to the sites. Do what you gotta do. The one thing I could say about this is I don't. I think I don't think there's such thing as getting hired easily. Uh, that's ah, it, it's not easy. Not easy to get hired. You have to be very competitive. You have to do this properly. Um, you know, you just have to be persistent. Marianne, Patience. look at yeah. Carlos. There you go. I'm in Columbus. <laughs> Connect on my LinkedIn. This is where magic happened on these live streams. Mm -hmm. This is where it's not a love connection, but maybe. Yeah. Boom. Professional. Professional. We all spread love. All right. Give, 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 give. And then you'll eventually like give to so many people that they're going to want to give back. It's human nature reciprocity. All right. Old saying, old farmer saying. If you give it all away, you can never give it all away. Hmm. And that's what we're talking about here. I have never seen an industry when, when we, the sites, especially the site level, and uh, when we come together and we start talking, it's all about trying to help each other. It's so funny because everyone's like, oh, competitive enrollment. This No, we're here to help each other. Competitive enrollment is just a way for um sponsors to get sites and roll faster <laughs> and lower budgets and lower budgets. Uh, and lower budgets yeah. Yeah, but we won't talk about money i promised well it, in one hour it's like if it was mentioned an hour 58 it's a victory the one so it's not quite money but the one thing i could say is sites keep their finances really close to their chest and i mean maybe too close to their chest because when you do finally convince those sites to kind of like show you what's going on, it's literally like a festering wound. So uh, if, you, if you don't seek for the help, then you'll never know how healthy you can be financially. You're just going to yes. kind of keep it to yourself. And sites and employees have a lot in common, right? They're both the little guy mm -hmm. trying to make, make their way in this industry. And if they can do it properly, they become the bigger guy making their way. Look what Carlos is doing. He doesn't have to do this. He already got a job. But he's watching this. He's out here actively helping people. I mean, yep. this is what you got to do. Give back when you get there, too. Same thing with Vilena. Okay? Mm -hmm. I empathize with folks from outside of the USA as an immigrant myself, starting from zero. I have had to deal with a handful of challenges. I want to interview you, Vilena. Can't believe I never met you till now. Good interview. Vilena, Vilena is, is probably one of the best professionals I know in this industry. I'll connect with her on LinkedIn. So. Um, here's a, Carlos is also an IMG. Mm -hmm. Here's Sharon Ford. I'm seeking a CRA position. James. James, there you go. Um, so, oh, here's one. So, well, maybe we didn't answer Marion's. How can you get hired? Just be persistent. I have three P's. Follow the three P's and it will happen. Patience, positive, persistence. Those three P's can get you through. And just stick with those. And you'll you'll find it. You will find it. But that's who Carlos is going to talk to, right? Yeah. I mean, look. Columbus. Columbus. Email Carlos. All right. You're 
he probably knows like his employer loves had a great experience with him. So hey, we'll take mm-hmm. a chance on another MG or maybe there's another site. I also right. like so I'm seeing what Carlos said. Carlos kind of told his story on how he succeeded. Valena was saying she was dedicated to helping uh, migrants. Uh, and it feels like a lot of these uh, individuals who are dedicated to helping, they want to make it better for the next generation. They want to make other people not have to go through the difficulties they did. And that's very respectable. Yeah, we need more people like that in our And hi, Germany. We've got a Munich, Germany over here. Ah, it's uh, an evening time. Maybe it's a job recruiter, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's one more that's interesting, actually. Ah, I see Valena. Okay. Connect. Boom. Let's message. Podcast. Oh, we were not connected, Valena. I just added you to be connected. Um, a small world. Okay. And here's another IMG. All right. Look at this, guys. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, um, it's, Monday morning, right? We didn't even get through the week, and it's there's <laughs> more IMGs, like enough for every day of the week so far for this week. Um, I'm an IMG in Canada. I know it takes a lot to get in the industry, but not impossible. I'm grateful for the help along the way. A lot of good people in Canada hit me up mm-hmm. on LinkedIn. I could connect you to a few networking groups. This one is interesting to me, okay? Can a medical science liaison pivot into clinical trials? Oh, my gosh. So... That, that has so many different things. Most MSLs have to have a PhD, right? She has an MD. Yep. Well, even better. So, <laughs> yeah, answer is absolutely yes. Absolutely yes. If you're an MSL, if you can actually sit there and discuss the trials with the investigators or discuss the pharmaceuticals with those the, the physicians, yes. Yes, absolutely. You could pivot. It will take some sacrifice. But I think it's going to be a short sacrifice because of your experience. And you're already one foot in research. Like from everything I know about MSLs, they are one foot in research and development, one foot in sales. So yep. that's like oh, you're already halfway there. You're set. You, I, yeah. I mean, imagine recruiting PIs as an ex-MSL. But so, what that? would you do if you were if you were her, Doctor Fox? Like trying to pivot? Would you stay with your current organization? Like, so what would I, you do? Give her like five things, five practical things. So if. MSLs have MSLs get paid a lot, frankly. They get a lot of money. It's a it's a BD. It's a sales rep thing. Odds are uh, you got to take a real close look at if you want the money or not. Because odds, are you, if you're a researcher, it take you a long time to get the same money you're getting right now. That's going to be one thing. Second thing is if this is something you really want to do, you already have a complete connection of physicians you talk to. So just talk with them, see who wants to be a PI, see who's not competing with another site, whatever it might be. Start a trial, start a site. And start a site. Wow. I mean, yeah, you could start a site as an MSL, especially if you have those connections. Wow. Fox is going ambitious. I mean, she just wants to pivot. She didn't say all that. Jump in. (laughs) So here's the thing. If you're if you're an MSL and you want to pivot into clinical trials, odds are you really aren't going to be at the CRC level very long. You're already at that BD development business level. Now, actually, there's another idea. So there are sites that need BD and you Mm. could pivot into being a a trial, a trial liaison. So that's another thing. Those uh, clinical research liaisons are working not only to get those physicians in, 
but also to talk with the sponsors to bring them in trials and then they get the trials to the sites. So there's a really good opportunity with that. If you've ever looked at, look up the job, the job description, clinical trial liaison and see what you like on the job description. Mm -hmm. And I looked at your profile, Deepika, and um, you are at a very small niche company. So like Valena said, okay, pharma always needs MSLs. Mm -hmm. Maybe a horizontal move first. Yep. And then like I, I'm as a site owner, I'm actually have a relationship with a few of my MSLs and for our region. They're always alerting me, hey, you want this new study? It's a year out. Do you want this one? And let's talk about it. Sometimes they give me heads up like, hey, sponsor thinking about like pulling the plug, like just heads up. There's relationship building. So you might want to go lateral move first and then research, like get more involved in the research than maybe medical monitor, maybe pharmacovigilance. Mm-hmm. We haven't brought that up. PV is very important. Um, so there's a lot of opportunities. Uh, I'm a med- Here's another one. A medical Holy writer moly, in management, biostats, and medical writing CRO. But I'm interested in understanding how sites operate, how they run the trials, because I write often about them. So I will say that about three times a week, I get that interview request. I want to understand how sites work more. Can I interview you? Uh, and there's a lot of people who are doing that right now. But is that valuable for, for me? I hear that and I'm like, because I know it's kind of cool what we do, but you're going to be underwhelmed. Like, mm-hmm. we're just like running around like. Or you're going to write the most perfect article. And because sites don't have the money, no one's going to want to pay you. So it's, uh, I think I find that people tend to go more toward the site and the CRO level or the sponsor. The CRO level. So here's the obvious pitch, LinkedIn user, right? You need to come. This is why we made SOS, saveoursites.com, mm-hmm. affordable. All right. And maybe you missed the early bird. That was 50 bucks. I'm sorry that train has left the station, but it's 150 bucks now. All right. Saveoursites.com. There's going to be an odd, everyone there is going to be basically sites or job seekers or tech vendors or sponsors. So there's going to be plenty of sites that's made for the sites. Go show up, be there, right? It's only mm-hmm. what five months away. Seven, I is it? Seven. It's not February, know. right? Yeah. So I think we just did the map, but we're we're building the agenda now. And six odds months are away. six six months. months. Wow, six months, man. So six months, six we're gonna be months. in Tucson. I bought my airplane ticket, just so you guys know. I, I'm. Got the hotel, airplane, the whole family's coming. I got the Airbnb oh. too, and I'm uh, probably going to have two or three staff members come. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But so, yeah, looking forward come, to it. come there. Okay. And then Karina says, I love how people networking for professional on the live podcast. You should see what we're going to do at SLS, guys. We're oh, going to yeah. be like high, signing uh, like employment agreements there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Speed like, interviews. Speed <laughs> interview. There Look, you go. This is going to be a magical thing. Okay. Um, here's another IMG. I mean, it's, it's guys, uh, recruiters, you're sleeping. All right. Earl, great. Drink it, James. Wake up. Okay. Look at this. <laughs> There's no easy way to get into research. I encourage having the right mindset and increasing skill set. Once in, the possibilities are endless. Yes. Thank you, yes, Dr. Yes, Gonzalez. Yes. I'm echoing, I say the same thing, but it's, you look, 
much better than me, and people will probably <laughs> believe it more. Okay. All right. What else? What else? I'm curious to know how many IMGs have successfully transitioned to medical monitor or MSL yep. role. Many. Very, I've interviewed that, that's, two. That's a common track. A very common track. Two are on my podcast YouTube. Kalina. They're there. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's two just on my channel because they reached out. There's like, if there's two, it's an analogy. This is getting spiritual, but as on earth as it is in heaven. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just an example. It, it it crosses vertically, right? It's it's repeatable. Like if there's two examples in the wild, there are many more out there that have followed that footsteps. Uh, I'm getting too deep on a Monday morning. <laughs> Need more Earl Grey. <sighs> Need there less. You go. Make Volunteer it... to participate in a Clango trial. That's an interesting one. Ah, you know what? There you go. Belinda, the neurons are firing. So, Dr. Fox, this is actually a very good point. Dr. Fox, we have, we had a study. It was a diabetes study. We had a patient. She screen felt for it. But she was a PhD. So, my coordinator was at talking to her. And said, oh, that's really cool. You're a PhD. What do you do? Oh, I do psychotherapy, like, from Zoom remotely. So my coordinator told me, and I said, wait a minute, let me go talk to this person. So I went to talk to her. I said, hey, we're starting a depression study in a few months. We need a psychometric rater. Are you open to doing that? She said, absolutely. Mm -hmm. So now she's a sub-investigator because she, was a, a, she participated. A failed patient. Yeah. Yep. We did. So we had a trial. Uh, it was a trial for dermatology. And we recruited a patient and this patient had some other health problems, but because of that trial that we got that patient, the health needed like and the other problems that they had, this patient was so thankful that research literally saved life dedicated to become a coordinator so that it's a very, very strong pathway. If you're going to be a, if you recruit as a trial participant, a lot of people, they get some of their professional motivations from doing that. We got such so many good comments. Um, my electrician's still not here. Uh, <laughs> do you want to keep rolling with this momentum? Finals? I mean, if, if people are still or watching. No, I'm, I'm good. People are watching, man. People, they're loving this. Like, um, okay, look, look, guys. Okay, connect. You guys connect, okay? Connect. That's not what I meant to look. I clicked the wrong one. Look, I already started a site. This is the MD mm -hmm. Medical Science Liaison. MSL I already friend, started yeah. the site. I will look into Clango Trail Liaison. Look at, look at, Dipika. Let me tell you right now. If you started a site, I don't know the details. You were either a PI or a sub-I because of your MD. Even I'm a sub-I on some study. I have no business being a sub-I. But because of that MD, you were probably PI or sub-I at your site, okay? You need to tweak your resume. You need to put investigator on there. Mm -hmm. You need to put how many trials, all that stuff. Investigator, in addition to all your other work history, you tra immediately translate that into a medical monitor role. Immediately. Immediately. The best medical monitors are either former. They're either IMGs, so they've been former, former site owners. Yep. A former site owner or former yep. PIs. Yep. Right? 
some of our medical, our MSLs are uh, not MSL, medical monitor for one study. I'm thinking I email him every week. Former PI. So they're like, Topeka, you're there. You just need a little bit tweak. Just a little bit. And you got a medical monitor, bro. Mm-hmm. All right. Hopefully that's like something you haven't thought of yet. Because that's, that's worth the price of admission of this live stream. I am I, the LinkedIn, the LinkedIn user. user. I okay. still don't know who you are. As you can LinkedIn see, user says I am the LinkedIn user. Yeah, me too. I am a LinkedIn user. My guess is if we go on LinkedIn and look at the, the feed, we'll see who that probably, is. Probably, probably. There's like a glitch with the with this. Um, they know who they are. Uh, I have no idea how to do that here in Germany. I'm not German. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there are many trials you can volunteer as a participant. I participated on one on uh, UCF, and it was a great experience. Mm -hmm. Understanding how sites work would help medical writers write better oh protocols. Oh, gosh. Yes, Oh, please. man. What's yes, her please. name? Ooh, it's, I interviewed her twice. Sanguinetti. Christina Sanguinetti from Canada, actually. Started as a CRC. Is like a world-class medical writer. Has her own software company now to help medical writers do their job better. You need to connect with Christina mm -hmm. Sanguinetti. Not not later. Not maybe it's a good idea. Right now, you need to stop yeah. watching this. Google it go. or LinkedIn it. LinkedIn, Christina yep. Sanguinetti. If you need an intro, I'm happy to do it. Just leave this live stream and go find her. Right, mm -hmm. better value for you. Oh, that's it, man. I mean, I guess saveoursites.com. You gotta go, guys. You have There's to. A go. lot going on. It's not just. I, I will sites. say that's the thing. It's we had an interesting people. comment on the save our sites links. Someone saying, "I'm tired of all the negativity. All you guys do is complain. Am I going halfway across the country to hear a bunch of complaining?" So, I and I addressed it on the text, and I addressed it here. But that's the whole point, everyone. We are a conference founded out of social media. We're going to be beating the bad stuff like a dead horse on social media so that when you come together, you'll be tired of talking about the bad stuff. Let's talk about the solutions. And every innovation is going to start from observations that are negative. It's going to happen. But if you look at the comments, go back six months, go back last <laughs> November to now, those negative memes are already starting to turn more positive. And by the time we get to February, we're going to be looking at solutions. I'm telling you. So guys do that guys. There's something called marketing. When you have zero budget, right? We have zero advertising budget. We don't have six figures to throw at center watch or whatever the new thing is to advertise your conference. DIA brochure. We got ourselves the memes. So forget negative or positive or funny. Just memes over index incredibly well on social media. The algorithm basically incentivizes us. This is going to go well. I put plenty of positive things. Plenty. You're just not seeing it. Because that's the way the algorithm is. It's a little bit evil. Right, it knows what people mm -hmm. like. People like watching car wrecks, rubbernecking. So what you you might be seeing? Yes, here's Christina Sanguinetti. We are not a bunch of negative Nancys. What you're seeing is disproportionately 
reflection of everything we post because the algorithm pushes that. And when when I post positive stuff, it doesn't really get out there. Funny indexes too. Mm-hmm. But negative, come on, we all talk. It, what about your regular conversation you have in life? Yeah. It's going to be positive, drama, funny, man. negative. It's You're going to go through everything, right? Look at soap operas, right? People love drama. People yeah, are entertained the... with drama. And right. so I think the algorithms are attuned to that. Of course. But we're if people know us well enough, and if you think that's how we are, don't come then. Like, yeah, don't come. That's fine. But you're missing out you. because look at all the people here. Like, we're putting people in touch with other people. I'm in Canada. Please may I have Christina correct name. She's a legend. All right. This is who you got it. We're we're in the middle of like creating a, this medical writing academy with her. But she's gotten so busy, like, I don't know where we're at with mm. this. That's coming eventually, guys. That's a tricky one. Yeah. But it's I'm such successful. a good it's so good. But yeah, it's tricky. And I think I don't know. She has her own thoughts on AI and its role in this. But the mm-hmm. research is a huge melting pot of like different skill sets and people coming together. So saveoursites.com, we intentionally made it affordable so people come. I'm going to go to Eventbrite right now and see. Yep, see what the count is. How many have. tickets are sold, Dan? I can tell you we have. Counting it because they're not all announced. I think we're at nine. Nine confirmed sponsors. Nine, nine sponsors. I only have like five logos on. The yep, they're not. They're not quite ready to be released yet. They want okay, to. They want to be secret. Maybe they need another quarter to have a budget or whatever it might be. But sponsors are growing. I I would love to see twenty sponsors on a very first conference. I think that would that would be. Con- we're already a success. I think that we're we're doing okay. But seeing twenty, I think would be good. Getting some of the bigger guys there, I think, would be good. But so me, again, a lot of people are saying, "Well, it's just a giant therapy session." No, you're, it's not. You're not going to do this, and so if you guys believe that, then then don't come. I mean, that's yep. the uh, look. We actually sold a good amount. Two forty seven. Two forty seven wow. people are coming. There you go. All right. Almost so two hundred fifty mark. Saveoursites.com. There's a reason we made this affordable. No other conference is this affordable. None. Not no. even 10x the net. Guess what? Is what? $150. I would even go on a limb and say, like, the major conferences in our industry that are like site focused, mm-hmm. even 10 times our price. So let's say $1,500, you're still not getting in, right? Or are you getting in at that point to something? To a conference? Uh, no, that's the registration. But keep in mind, this conference is all about the flight and the hotel, mm-hmm. four to five grand. For a, a conference, I mean, you know, yeah, the, yeah. there's some mouthwash conferences out there that are six grand just to walk in. Scope, I've been to Scope. So, <laughs> mouthwash, that's one of the ones I actually been to back in the day. Um, <laughs> yeah, you're right though. There was no value. I was paid to go there. Um, Myra said, "I love the content you both share. You can't please everyone, so just keep doing what you do." Thank I you. I just Myra. sent an email to someone who may want to be a sponsor. Myra, thank you, thank so, you so much, so Myra. Means Ask a lot the- to me. And that's the thing is these sponsorships don't fill private equity pockets. These sponsors are sponsoring the sites, what we're doing. And uh, it's not, obviously we're not in it for the money. Otherwise we'd be charging a lot more money. Belena says, can we get metadata grants manager grant plan to attend the conference? Tell them. Yes. Are they one of the sponsors? Can you say, I don't know. I cannot confirm or deny, but it's possible. 
I have no idea, uh, but it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's my answer. So, Dr. Fox knows everyone like months before they become a sponsor. <laughs> okay, so I guess that's it, guys. Um, I got to actually get to the site. Good. Have fun at the site. Saveoursites.com. Thank you so much. Saveoursites.com. Look, guys, I'm telling you, job seeker, site owner, sponsor, a tech vendor, CRO, whatever you are, there's going to be a good reason for you to be there. Mm -hmm. I just refreshed. I'm refreshing the page right now. I'm hoping it's 248. Nope. (laughs) It's still 247, guys. That's okay. Okay. By the time people watch this, it'll be funny. We'll be, you know. Oh, I, we're gonna get over 250. I think what we can cap out at 800, right? Uh, we cap out at 800. Yeah. Yeah. We get 800. I think we'll all be in a really good situation. It'll be a good event, good industry. Yeah, and you know what's gonna happen? Well, when we get to 800, people are gonna say, "Oh, can I buy? I just I've been meaning to." No, we have Capped. we have head count, guys. Like mm-hmm. this is like official. We can just do what we want. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep, there there are fire limits, right? Fire yeah. limits to these buildings. You have to have a capacity, so it'll happen. All right. Thank you guys. Thank you, Dr. Fox. Everybody go connect with him. Yes. As well. SOS conference, save our sites.com. Like, subscribe, comment, share. Bye-bye. Bye everyone.